have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times Two, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be talking the other way. So before we do, we do have some more hot goss first. So this is kind of low grade hot goss, but this is pertaining to selling OCs, Tyler and Alex Hall's relationship and what that looks like post-divorce with Brittany Snow. So basically, Tyler says, and I quote, Alex Hall and I are great. She has been somebody that's been, you know, really influential during this time and helped me out in a lot of ways and taken me to dinner when I needed it most. And she's been a really good friend. So, I guess, <laughs> can we put the rumors to bed, I guess, I guess is what he's trying to say, although, I don't know. Um, He then goes on to say that I think people really want to hold on to that idea that there's something there between Tyler and I. This is Alex, actually, who said this, not Tyler. Um, I mean, at this point, we're just friends, so there's nothing more to it. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we end up hearing more information about the two of them. But yeah, they're putting the rumors to bed. I guess. Next, on since we're on the selling sunset trope at this point, if you remembered from selling sunset, um, which was about three months ago now, you remember that Emma was trying to sell uh, Harry Styles' home. Well, she just got it done, and. The uh, we'll get to all the details and stuff, but the 
Home apparently only went on the market in October, so just shy of a year ago, and it went up for $7.955 million. And it just got sold um, for $6.7 million, so more than the asking. So that's um, that's amazing. I don't know what her commission would have been, but that's awesome. So, yeah, I guess we'll probably see this. Um, probably, we probably will see this play out um, in the in the season. But that's it for that. But we still have just a little more. We're just gonna finish up with with the selling sunset stuff but jason if we remember as well that his relationship with skip to malu had ended back in may he is now dating someone new of course he is um there is a picture of her so i will post that to the social media as, as well but he's with someone now named Danica Tanya, and they were seen vacationing in St. Tropez, I believe is how you say it, in France. There's a reason why I say where they were vacationing. We'll get there in a second. Um, so it appears that Tanya is a social media content creator, and she is seen on her Instagram and TikTok, I guess, sharing photos and videos with her Instagram followers, which totals 10,700, and TikTok fans, which totals 37,700. I also have a a picture of her, only her, because the picture with her and Jason, you can't really see her. She's gorgeous, but she's definitely young. So, um, then as I was reading on this, they also included Skip to Malou and the fact that she has now found somebody new. Um, and they too were vacationing in St. Tropez. I don't know if they were vacationing at the same time, but they were also seen in the same fucking place. What the fuck? So, yeah, there is a picture of her and her guy. I will also post that to social media as well. But, yeah, I just thought that very funny, personally. So... Yeah, you'll get you'll get all of that. So that's it on the selling sunset stuff. So that's it for the hot goss. Again, I do have a lot more, but I do want to space them out and I'll put everything in one episode. So you'll get more on the last resort episode, and you'll also get um more bachelor bachelorette related um gossip on um 
Bachelorette episode, and there's also one very tiny, tiny thing that you'll get on the Ultimatum episode. There will not be any memes on the episode, only because you kind of need to see it more than two uh, for me to read it. So again, I will post that meme. It's really just one, one meme. I will post that on our socials. And that's basically it. So the reason that we are here, 90 Day, The Other Way, Season 5, Episode 7, Tales from the Crypto. So first we're with Kenny and Armando. So Kenny is calling his daughter, Taylor, video call. And she tells him, I gotta tell you something. I'm pregnant. And he says, no wonder your boobs look big. (laughs) What? (laughs) Anyway, um, she says she's seven weeks. And he says that she's definitely glowing. She looked, she looked great. Um, he said he, you know, he wishes he could be around. He misses not being there. Um, he says that he just wishes he could see her get, you know, fat and, you know, and have like sore feet. She's not thrilled. She's like, I'm happy that you don't have to necessarily see that. I don't want to have to experience it. So, but she asks how things are going for him in terms of this, the baby talks with Armando. And he tells her about you know kind of what's been going on that they had the appointment at the clinic and all that and he brings up to her that he kind of gets to a point where you have to just admit to yourself that you might just be too old so that's kind of his thing. As we've kind of said over and over again at this point, the age is the, the biggest factor. And she says that it would be hard on us from afar to form a bond with the baby. Um, but she says, you know, whatever decision you make, it's your decision. You have to make it for yourself. And he then says, I don't think I want to. So he's telling his daughter that I just don't think I want to do this. Um, And then it's in the moment he says, this is where the age starts to create differences between them. And he starts to show and he is saying that he's questions maybe in this moment whether he is the right person for Armando because he says, Armando is at the age where you do have children. I'm not. And he's crying and he he's starting to question And I'm like, but I hear what Kenny is saying. 100% I get it. I love these two together, but I do get what he's saying. But at the same time, it's like, but also Armando knows what he got into by being with you. That maybe that is not going to be a possibility. Just because genetically, you probably can, right? Um, Because men can until they're dead. But 
doesn't mean you should, but I do start to understand Armando's point um, from what comes out in the next scene. So we're there at the next scene. (laughs) Um, And they're going to be going on a boat ride and with his mom. And his mom says she likes Mexico City now. So she's, so I had the fear, but now I can see the beauty in Mexico City. So she's, she's, she's fine now. Um, so she asks how things went at the clinic. And Armando tells her that it, it went good. Um, but she then asks, you know, how does Kenny feel? And Armando tells, that Kenny has mixed feelings. And we obviously know what those mixed feelings are. And she tells him, you just have to talk it out and come to a decision together. You have to come to that agreement. So Kenny says that he definitely goes back and forth. Um, he does this to Armando. That he definitely goes back and forth because they both lost children. So... Um, he says that that is really the only reason that he's considering this at all. So Kenny tells us his story in in some detail, says that he lost twins at four months old, um, due to a miscarriage. And then when it comes to Armando, he doesn't go into any detail. He just says that Armando lost a child. And that's it. That's all he says. Um, but we'll get to that because Amano does speak on it himself. Kenny says that having a child would help heal those wounds of losing this child that he these these twins that he lost probably some time ago now. Um Armando does start crying as he's trying to express. And Armando tells us in the, in the moment, and again, there are definite holes in this story, but I'm going to put my two cents into, into it once he explains. But Armando says that when Hannah's mom was in this car accident, quote unquote, she was eight months pregnant. So I don't recall exactly which episode we talked about this. and But I did bring up the fact that there was the rumor that Hannah's mother was pregnant when this accident happened. So now he is confirming it. But then we can fill in the holes by saying, okay, well, it did come out. Um, the Armando has not talked about it. It has come out that she died in this car accident chasing him after he came out to her. So clearly her anger then fueled her to do what she did and then in in turn not only killed herself but then killed their unborn child. Now I don't want to victim blame. It's it's that's I don't want to do that because I I can assume she went into that car not thinking she was going to kill herself and her child. But 
you did go in that car with the intention of trying to hurt somebody. And I think personally to me, I mean, I don't know how I would ever would react to that. Um, I've never been in a situation like that where someone has coming out to me that I'm married to, that I have a child with and I'm about to have another child with. I've never been in that situation. So I don't know how I would feel in that. But I feel like the last thing I'm going to do is, I guess, I don't know if she was chasing after him or what, or he left. I don't know the details. We don't know those details. But the last thing I'm going to do is go into a car pregnant and try to run down the father of my child. But again, like I don't, it's it's so tough because you don't want to talk ill of the deceased, but it's just, I feel so horrible for him because if this is true, if that storyline is true that she was trying to hurt him when he came out, that guilt that he sits with, on top of everything else that we know he dealt with that he expressed to his mother already. This poor man. And then it makes me realize, and he kind of says as such in, in a minute, this this is why he's doing this. This is why he wants this child. Because then he kind of goes on to say that he wonders if he had another baby, would his daughter, they were having a daughter, name was picked out and everything. He wonders if she would be reincarnated into this child. And, and he says, you know, if that is the case, then I could have her again. And I said, oh, I thought too, and I know like, this is tough. It can happen, right? It can definitely happen that someone gets reincarnated into somebody else. Um, there's lots of cases of that, but I don't know if it happens that fast. I feel like she is with her mother. She's safe. She is down with her mother um, wherever they are. And don't have another child because you're trying to recreate the child you lost. That is so difficult. I can't imagine that heartbreak that he was going through, that tragedy that they went through as a family. But don't bring in another child into the world because you're trying to, like I've said about like Statler, for example, you're trying to fill a void and you, you can't, you shouldn't do that. Um, Kenny says that he didn't realize that these emotions that Armando is feeling are still so raw for him. Um, but again, Kenny says that he fears that he just won't be around to see this child grow up. And that is what is holding him back from making a decision. Um, and he says, you know, is that fair to that child? And I personally don't think it is. I, I just, I don't think it's it's fair at all to that child. Um, and I think that, you know, is a fair assessment to say. Um, but yeah, very heavy <laughs> off the top, but 
that's it for Armando and Kenny. Um, now we're going to talk about Holly and Wayne. So they are going to go look at homes. We'll look at a house. And she says that she, her, her home to the checklist that she needs, like she's about to go on house fucking hunters saying, I want a walk-in closet and I want a security system. And when she says that she needs this house to be in a gated community, she doesn't say gated community. She says, I want a gay, I want a gay community. That's what it sounds like she's saying. She sounds like she's saying gay community. And I said, well, I mean, how fun. <laughs> but I don't think she means gay community, but she she's not, you know, enunciating properly and saying gated community. She's just saying gay community. <laughs> anyway, she wants a pool. Okay. That's going to be cheap. She wants AC. I don't think that's also going to be very cheap. Um, and he says it's expensive, right? And he already knows that they can't afford a new house. And I said, why do you know that, sir? I mean, besides the fact that he said that business is slow, I get that. Um, but I said, why? Why? Like, you know, why? Anyway, we'll get to it in a bit. Um, the house, when they get there, we find out costs 2.2 million rands, which equals $1,113,500 Whoa. Um, US dollars. Not that bad. That's not bad at all. That's probably the equivalent of probably somewhere over 200,000 Canadian. That's not bad at all. That's amazing. We can't get a house for that cost, for that price anymore in my area. Like, that's an amazing price. <laughs> um, so they've had no break-ins there. And this home, she asked, like, when, when it was built. And it's been built since 1990. So there hasn't been a single break-in to this home in the last 33 years. Um. So then they talk in square footage. So she asks what the square footage is of the home. I don't think they go based on square footage in South Africa. They go based on meters is what the real estate agent said. Um, and he said it's about 139 square meters which is the equivalent of about 1,496 square um, feet. So that's that's really good. Not bad. Um, both Holly and Wayne completely suck at conversion. And because they, they come up with some crazy fucking number that just doesn't make any sense. And I said, y'all, do what I did. Google. Anyway, um, she says that it sounds small. The 1,496 square feet. It's not huge, but it's not small. So what like what are you looking for? Um so anyway, they sit down uh, to talk and she says, Okay, so what is our budget? So for her, 
their budget is about 4 million rand, which is the equivalent of $211,000, give or take, US. For the Canadians, that's about 2,800, God, $285,783. Again, not bad because you can't get a house for that at all. So I think before I said 113, that's, and it might be over 2000. No, it's not even, it's still under $2,000 Canadian. So it's still really good. It's within their budget, well, within her budget, not their budget, her budget. Um, and she keeps saying that it's, um, it's not a lot and, you know, a lot of money. It's, it's good price. Um, but he, says that, you know, I wasn't planning to look for homes. Um, and she, you know, what's wrong with looking, you know, but he says like, why look at something that, you know, you just can't have right now? Like, what's the point basically? Um, he says that he cannot afford to buy a house. And she says, like, listen, I don't know how much you make and you won't tell me. And she says, she, you know, anyway, he doesn't tell her anything and he, and she wants to know. And I did talk about this kind of already in the B90 episode. Like, this is a conversation that you should have with your partner in terms of how much you make, they make, whatever, and figure out all, all that stuff. Your team. And he says that, you know, I'm going to provide for you, but, and I had no problem providing for, for her, but he said, that's before I lost my contract, the major contract that he was talking about before. He says, I can provide, we just can't buy a house at this time. And I think that is fair, but it's fair up until you find out what happened. Um, but yeah, he says, you know, things have been tough at the moment. So next scene we see with them, her mom asks, how did the house shopping go? And she tells her mom that he mentioned that he couldn't afford the house. Um, and she's just very confused. Like she just wants to know what's going on. So they are leaving and on like the way to the car, she says, okay, let's practice our wedding walk. And he is so not about this at the moment. He's like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, he's like, we got to go. <laughs> and she's like, you're so grumpy. <laughs> and I said, yeah, probably because he knows he's about to get in trouble. So I guess they're in his office and he tells her, you know, work has been very slow. And she tells him that she wants him to include her. She says, maybe I can be helpful. And he says he doesn't want her to help. And he says that it could just cause pressure onto the marriage. Besides the fact that you're, you, you're blind to her about the money situation, that won't cause those issues either okay um he just doesn't want to 
makes business with pleasure. And she says, I can do that. And he said, I can't, I can't do that. Um, because for him, I seems to be a little bit of a trigger because that's how things were with his ex. He would include her in the business and that's, uh, now she's his ex. So that's maybe why, cause he said there was no separation between the business and the marriage. So, um, he then tells her that, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> He's like, I put $40,000 into crypto, which is the reason for the title of this episode. And he says, she says like, is that why we can't have a honeymoon? And he says, yeah. And he says that he was just thinking of their future. Motherfucker, that's not what you do. You don't push it into crypto. Crypto so I wouldn't do it. I don't I don't care. I wouldn't do it. That's just no. Um she says that you should have told me. And he tries to yeah, he kind of tries to avoid the whole situation. He doesn't really apologize. And that's what she's seeking for. She wants an apology. I feel like an asshole. Eventually, he does say, well, I'm sorry then. Very condescending. And she, well, not even condescending, more patronizing. And she gets up and says, if you're not going to apologize sincerely, I'm walking away. And that's exactly what she does. She walks out of the whole fucking building <laughs> and asks the security to open the gate. And my girl just runs out with no shoes on. And I said, you're just going to run around a country that you're not used to, that you know is not the safest. You're, you, you're in fucking Joburg and you're just going to run the streets of South Africa by yourself with no shoes on? The fuck? You couldn't stay outside the building? And why? But the, again, as we realize, as she said, when he proposed to her, she runs. She doesn't stay in one spot. She, she when she gets freaked out, she runs away. That's so exactly what she did. And uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to address this because I don't disagree. She needs her space from this situation. But don't go past the fucking gate. Like the fuck, and then put your shoes on. But anyway, um, that's it for uh, Holly and Wayne. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to jump in with Kirsten. There's Kirsten. There's not a whole lot there. And we're going to end off with Brandon and Mary because, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to take a break here and we'll be back. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to 
make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITY2, that's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number 2. And we are back. So next couple that we are going to be talking about, or really just the one, <laughs> Kirsten. And Julio. So Kirsten has been back from New York for two weeks. She says there are still problems. Um, and she is meeting with her friend Yara, but she calls her Jara. So I guess, yeah. Anyway, um, she says his mom is lovely. Uh, so she tells Yara and she mentions he never told his family about her until I think she said a week before, uh, he, she got there. And that he told his, they told his mom while she was there that he was going to be moving to the Netherlands. So Yara basically calls him a dick in this moment. And I said, yeah, fitting. (laughs) And apparently though, now he will not be coming to the Netherlands in January, like they originally planned. So if we think of the timing here, she was there during Halloween. She said they're going to be there in three months. Makes sense that he would have been there in January. Um, so if we all remember though, when she left, uh, New York, he told her, yeah, I'll be there. You can count on me kind of thing. Um, but now he's changing his tune. So apparently the reason that he can't be there in January is because his mom needs him at the house. She needs help at the house. She has two other children. She has two other sons. So either his mother is manipulating him into staying or he's fucking with her. There's no in between here. Um, she says, okay, that's fine. I mean, if you need, a, you know, six months, that's okay. But she says it still seems like he's not even really sure about making the move in six months. He's fucking with her. And I fucking hate him for it. She does not deserve this. She's been so patient with him, more than he honestly deserves. And Yara says that, are you like, what are you going to do? And she says, I can't be in a long distance relationship. It's not for me, but it's hard because I love him. She wants to make this work, but Yara says, well, maybe it's time for an ultimatum. And, uh, thought that quite fitting 
with Ultimatum coming back this week. Um, but yes, I tend to agree. I don't agree with ultimatums on, on a general sense. For example, half of the people we see in the ultimatum straight version anyways, there are absolutely no fucking stakes for these people, in my opinion. Maybe some, but not many. And with, with Yara, though, not Yara, sorry, with uh, Kristen is... This man is, like I've said now for the third or fourth time, he's fucking with her. And he um, he has absolutely no intentions of moving. And he's just stringing her along at this point. It gets to the point where you're supposed to have a life together physically with each other. And you've come up with this plan and you don't stick to it. Eventually something has got to give. And I think for her at this point now, it has... She's reached her limit and it's enough. And I don't blame her. Um, but yeah, that's basically it for Kirsten and Julio. So last but not least, we have Brandon and Mary. And y'all, what a doozy <laughs> this episode was for them. Um, so she tells us off the top. She feels secure and calm now that he's there in the Philippines. And I said, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, they're going to be going to church and she wants him to be Catholic like her. Um, but at the same time, she doesn't want to force him, but it is important to her. And honestly, she says in one side of her mouth that she doesn't want to force him, but on the other side, she kind of is. She really wants him to convert to to be to Catholicism, and I'm just like, no, like he can. He's clearly respecting and being open to the whole thing to this to her religion. However, you can't force religion on people, and. I mean, personally, that is a trigger for me because I've seen that happen in my own family. Um, people try to force their religious views onto me or other people in my family, and it's not—it's not okay. And I've said before, previously, while talking about Misha and Nicola, that religion is so personal to me, and it should be kept that way for everybody. My personal relationship with. God or a higher being or whatever is my personal relationship with within myself. So when I see people trying to push their religious views on people because they just want to feel comfy in the fact that they believe what I believe, it's I don't like it. Um he says that he definitely believes in a higher power. But he stopped going to church when he was about seven years old. So she tells him when they get inside the church, like on the way to the church, she tells him, like, when we get there, you have to do the sign of the cross. And she makes him demonstrate what the sign of the cross is. Like, really? Everyone's seen the sign of the cross, even if you don't, you know, practice that religion. Um, anyway, he does the sign of the cross. And I think he did it properly too because there's there is a way to do it you do you know 
father, son, and you start with the left shoulder, right shoulder, because you always end on the right side of the father. There's a reason. So I think he did it properly. Um, but anyways, not that. Um, but when they get into the church and they sit down in the pew, she says to him, you see that over there? That's Jesus on the cross. No, it's fucking, I don't know, somebody else. Like, what? Of course it's, what else is it? Again, I feel like she thinks like he knows nothing about religion. And again, nine times out of 10, most people, even if you don't practice that religion, have at least a basic knowledge of that religion. Like I have a basic knowledge of Hinduism. I have a basic knowledge of of the Jewish religion. I have a basic understanding of within Christianity, different sects. So it's, it's like, really? <laughs> I was just, anyway, but anyways, he, he says, yeah, I know. And she tells him, you know, if I kneel, if I stand, if I do all like follow what I'm doing, because in Oh, I don't fucking miss this shit. I mean, I have not been to a Catholic church since I was 14. I haven't been in in a Catholic mass because in high school, we didn't actually physically go to a church. Our school was too massive. So they um, always had us in our, in our auditorium, but, or that's what they did per grade. Once they started doing the whole school masses, we were in the fucking gym. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so I haven't been in in a Catholic mass since I was call it 18 years old. So it's been a very long time for me since I've seen, like actually physically been in a Catholic church or mass. And there is so much standing, kneeling, sitting, and then you sit beginning a kneel. And this is so like you're never, you're never still. You never just sit still in a Catholic mass. And then not only that, but then you have to get up because you're going to get the Eucharist. And then let's say if you're actually not going to get the Eucharist, I imagine Brandon probably didn't get the Eucharist because he's not baptized in the Catholic church. So you can't have um, the Eucharist. Then, but you can still get up and you can get the blessings. Like you should always get up. You should never sit down during that section. Even if you're not taking the Eucharist, you need to be blessed. So it's just like, there's so much movement in the Catholic mass that I don't fucking miss it. <laughs> I just don't miss it. Um, but yeah, she tells him like, whatever I do, you do too. Right. Um, so she then says to him, while sitting in church. Just don't look at girls. Just look at the priest when he gets here. And I said, y'all's in church, but you're concerned that he's going to look at a girl while in church? What do you think he's going to do? Pick somebody up? Well, and all that happens, but he's not going to do it in front of you for fuck's sakes. Um, anyway, he feels pressured, um, already to adopt to a religion that he maybe doesn't necessarily believe in. 
And now he also is being told not to look at any girl. So he feels like he can't even look at anybody. Um, so she again says it again. Don't look at any girls. Just like I told you. This is so disgustingly abusive on her part that I can't take it. I can't take it. And the thing is, it's like, I don't, she's somewhat aware that what she's doing isn't okay. But at the same time, she's so just blissfully unaware of how this sounds. You're literally sitting there telling him, don't look at anybody just like I told you. Do you know how, I was like, oh, I really don't like that. And I don't like that he feels like he has to keep up appearances for her. Um, he said, like, if I'm bored, which, y'all, you get bored in a Catholic mass. He's like, even if I'm bored, he feels like he can't even turn his head to just look around because she's going to think that he's looking at girls. And she tells him, again, during Mass, okay, the priest is now here. She tells him to look at her if you don't look at the priest. So instead of him looking ahead at the priest or then making it look like he's looking ahead at the priest, he's supposed to look at you, then he's not paying attention. Or it comes across as if he's not paying attention. She actually at one point looks at him to make sure that he isn't looking at anyone. I caught that. I don't know if anyone else did, but I definitely caught it. And he doesn't think anyone should have to live like that. And I 100% agreed with him. So she tells him again to not look at any girls as they walk down the aisle. So now mass is over. Peace be with you and also with you. I literally did it. That is something that is literally ingrained in any person's mind who's been in Catholic mass. Um, anyway, yeah. So as they're walking down, down, down the aisle, she tells him again not to look at anybody. And she tells him to behave. She needs to be slapped in the the, the nicest way possible. She needs an absolute wake-up call. Either that or she needs to realize she needs, like, insanely a huge amount of, of mental help. And when I say that, I mean counseling, psychologists, psychiatrists, all of them, really and truly. She needs it all. Um... So now they're sitting down and they're going to talk and she says that she wants him to go to church every Sunday. He said he liked it. Okay, you're lying. But anyways, um, he says that he's willing to learn, but he does not want to be forced into submission. And y'all, he ain't just talking about the mass. And he says, I also don't want to be told that I can't look or talk to 
girls or anybody really. Um, he's saying that he just wants to go out without being accused of cheating. She says that she only told him that because it's church. And I said, you're bullshitting not only me, the viewer, Brandon, your boyfriend, but also yourself. That is not the reason why. Church has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with your insecurities. So he doesn't want to look, but it's about the the fact the lack of trust on on her part. Um so she thinks so she, you know, quote unquote thinks anyways. I don't think she's really thinking. And he says, yeah, think about that. And she doesn't just say anything. She kind of just looks up in the, in the, kind of up and is thinking. And he's like, yeah, you think about that. And I said, God damn. He came with the dude and it was about fucking time. You know, this was pent up anger from the situation with his mother and his siblings, the plane ride to the Philippines, also then finding out that she's been fucking lying to him, all this pent-up anger, and he's like, yeah, fucking sit on that and stew. And I'm like, fuck about time. So she starts crying, and she says, I can't help stop myself from being jealous or feeling kind of left behind. So again, kind of like Statler, we have in this situation where she really just needs some help. She needs to talk to somebody. She says that a lot of people say that they won't leave her, but they end up leaving her. And of course, she's talking about her family, her parents in this case, she feels like it's her fault that her parents left her. And I said, you know what? I really hope they're watching this or someone who knows this is her daughter is sending this shit to her parents and saying, look what the fuck you did. She is the way she is because you fucking left her to be raised by her grandparents She's dealing with the abandonment issues that you gave her. You had her, then you left her because you would rather have and you'd live your life without her and and your son. Like I just I get angry with with her on this in the front that you can't put your insecurities and your trust issues onto other people. Um, it's not fair to Brandon because he has his own fucking problems. We kind of, the exterior kind of cracks for him too, um, at one point in the, in the, in the next time on. But I also say, but I, I, I understand why she is the way she is. How can she be any other way? This is how she views the world because she had no choice but to view the world this way. Um, yeah, and she says that she feels like her parents don't love her. I can't speak to that, but 
I can probably say parents don't who love their child don't leave their child like that. So um he says if I he says if I get married to you, if I have kids with you, will you stop with the insecurities? And, you know, he's like, would you think I would still leave you? You know, and she doesn't know if she can stop with her insecurities. She says, maybe. I, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, he says that it is really hard to hold on to a maybe. And he needs a lot more than that. I think that was well said on his part. He says, what do you want me to do? Or she says, sorry, she's the one that says, what do you want me to do? And at this point, she's absolutely bawling. And he says, I want you to trust me and trust that I will not talk to anyone and leave you. Like, And he said, like, you should trust that I will talk to people without leaving you. Um and she says, then find someone else. And I said, that is not the proper response to what he had just said. He literally just told you he's not going to leave you, nor does he want to leave you. So why is your response then find someone else? You're not hearing him then, if that's what your response was. Um, he says, I do anything you want, but I'm asking you for this one thing and you won't do it. And he says he doesn't want to be limited. He feels now here's his, how he's interpreting everything. He feels that he is not good enough for her trust. I think that goes so much deeper than that. She says, what do you want me to do? And she says, please, like she's begging him to just accept her as she is and not question anything, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm interpreting that incorrectly. But at this point, she's hyperventilating and she says that she can't breathe. She's literally having a panic panic attack at this point. And it was very hard to watch. I think, unfortunately, like I've said before, these two people both have their own issues separately from each other. And these are two people who are trauma bonding with each other. And it's not going to go. It's not going good. But that's it for Brandon and Mary for this week. So next time on, we see Wayne and leaving her there. He drove away. And we finally see this new couple. I don't remember their name. Something on Sarper. <laughs> Danielle basically talks to Johan about taking care of children, raising the children. And they're not agreeing on that. What else is new? And then we see producers is getting Mary an inhaler. Um, and it looks like he's about to have a mental breakdown um, himself. So, yeah. So if you like what you heard, please follow Reality Tea Times 2 on any of your favorite podcast apps so that you don't miss a single episode. Please make sure you also share the podcast with everyone in your life. You can also rate and review us on either 
Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to us on YouTube at Reality TE Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at Reality TE Times 2. You can also email us at Reality TE Times 2 at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes, as well as get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And that is at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software.